hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, here it is, hump day. Uh, we're midway through the week. If I got my days right, yeah, it is. We have a lot to talk about today. Of course, everybody's talking about the uh, the lame verdict that came down yesterday uh, on the Hunter Biden situation. Uh, lame in that he should have gotten so much more, uh, and and he got nothing. He got a slap on the wrist and sent to his uh, his room without dessert. But I wanted to play something first. I was listening last night to part of an interview that Steve Bannon on The War Room had yesterday with actor Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel really? is the guy who played uh, Jesus Christ and the Passion of the Christ. Right. And he did a movie called, I think it's called The Sound of Freedom. And it's coming out July 4th. And it's about a real story about a guy who uh, was, uh, his whole mission in life was to free children uh, from human trafficking, mostly in Central America. And um, it's supposed to be, I was looking at the reviews on IMDb. Uh, it has not out yet, but the early reviews from the previews are that it's magnificent, like a 7.8, which is out of 10, which is almost unheard of. It's a real good movie. The thing about it was no Hollywood studio would touch it for two years. He oh, couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't get a distribution deal. Yeah, because but, uh, amazing, but amazingly now, you know, you can dance around Hollywood, but it's still not easy to do. So that's well, 7.8. You know, he was he, he it talks about um, something called and we've talked about this before in the past. Uh, adrenochrome. Adrenochrome mm -hmm. is supposedly an elixir that uh, helps to make you look and feel youthful. And, and it's actually one of the key ingredients or several of the key ingredients are things like uh children's blood and adrenaline and i, I mean it, it goes it's just it's it's vile to think how they make this i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna play a little segment it's got a of, street name and value too but i guess we'll get into that we'll, we'll play that in a second yeah we'll we'll talk about that in a second but i want to play a little clip from the interview with uh, steve bandon and uh jim caviezel yesterday talking about uh, his new movie and the subject matter listen Okay, so the agents that I've spoken to, all right, here's, here's the, as for a barrel of oil, $77. For a barrel of body parts and uh, what's going to be adrenochrome, all the plumes that are in the woman's mother's wombs, that goes in a plastic barrel, that's 77000 Now that gets sent into these um, uh, bio labs. Barrel oil, $77. $77,000 for a barrel of body parts of children, blood, all of that goes to these bio labs. And then now go to Victoria Newland's testimony. The, the, the bio labs, you're talking about the bio labs in Ukraine. Well, Correct. What happened? And, other and wherever, all else is, wherever else those places are. So, yes. Walk through the supply chain of the, of the supply into the bio labs. Where, where do they take? As far as the, what's I can't the give input? you the molecular structure. No, 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 I can give no, no. you the. What, what's this? The input of the body parts. Everything, all the waste, all the body waste, all of that. That's what they told it me. Has the stimulant in. Uh, yes, that's one way. Again, it's probably not the ultimate way, but it's probably a diet coke. Who's organizing that? I would have to say definitely that it has to be in the three-letter agencies. So you are your contention and what you want your your. And I'm saying this. You say there's smoke, there's fire. Okay, so if I say to a media person, two plus what equals five, and I say three, and the media will immediately say, how do you know, did you see a three? That's what it's like. 
If you go to Vegas and you win a thousand hands in a row in blackjack, do you think there's cheating going on? At the level of $152 billion a year, yes, this has to be making money for a lot of people and that cash has to be flowing through. Your contention is it is impossible to have demand at that side and have some. That's correct. And not have yes. some sort of or yes. this can't be a random. No, 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 no. But, and I'm, in but, but the, the whole thing, just the thing with Miss Rhoda, she comes out and makes this testimony, this claim. Just, just that 80, audience speed, though, well, 85, well, she said that, that 85,000 children have disappeared. And she's a whistleblower. 85,000 of the kids were coming across. That's the correct. This last year. And you would think that they would be pretty good. That, the next day. They track anybody but, anywhere. But, right? Steve, the next day, the media didn't even pick it up. It's not even worthless. It's worthless to them. That's worthless information. And, and there's no, hey, uh, my bad, uh, Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, and by the way, there was a lot of suggestions that there was probably something more on that laptop than we want to go into. I mean, when you say you laptop know, from hell, on the perversion. Well, I got it from. I, listen, I got it from the from the best of the best, and they said there'll be adrenochrome there. Oh, and by the way, on the street for all of those of you that don't know this, but it's called ambrosia. Ambrosia is a street term. That's a street term. Yeah. Well, the elite <laughs> term. And your belief is in the in the hard drive from hell. When you get to the bottom of that, you'll also find when you see all the perversion and degradation of Hunter Biden with these women, that you'll also find that. <laughs> I, mean, I would have to try and get you as much trouble as possible. No, I'm just, three agent letter agents is going to come after you. We're going to give it, make it worth their while, right? Well, I, I think that they know that. I think they know why those laptops disappeared in the cross testimony. Was that Howley Crawley that did that testimony when that uh, was it? Um, Chris, was it with Christopher? Christopher, right? Was he the one that was being cross examined? And they asked him where the, where the t maybe it wasn't him, but it was someone high up in the FBI. And they said, where are the laptops? Oh, they've disappeared. I'd like to look at those laptops. I think you got to start looking at them. Well, we can get, we can certainly get your hard drive. Yeah. That's Jim Caviezel with uh, Steve Bannon on his program yesterday, and I apologize for the audio quality. Not the best, but if I'm sure you can go back and jack up your volume and listen to it, it's really worth it. Uh, he mentioned uh, Adrenochrome. The Ambrosia. street name. The street name is Ambrosia, and you made an interesting point. The group Ambrosia from back in the 80s. Uh, one of mm -hmm. their biggest hit songs was Holding On to Yesterday, you know, which is kind of, uh, it's ironic, don't you think so? Because that's essentially what people are buying this disgusting, vile drug for, to hold yeah. on to yesterday, you know? Yeah, there were, you know, there was a drug company, and it was uh, traded on the stocks that was out there, but the FDA had to shut it down back in 2019. Any correlation... Uh, you know, I don't know, but, you know, I'm just saying it is interesting that a lot of things that are terrible and bad are happening right uh, before our very eyes under our noses, and we don't even see it or pay attention to it. Well, why why would it be that um, we have so many people coming across the border unchecked? And uh, we've talked about this before, too, but uh, human trafficking uh, is at record levels in our country right now. And nobody is doing a darn thing about it. And by the way, when they say human trafficking, a lot of those are little humans, our children, mm -hmm. who are being taken away and disappearing into our country. Where and are they we going? Are, yeah, well, I don't know, but uh, I can tell you this. Uh, we've said it before. I'll say it again. You could look it up yourself. But we are number one 
in uh, child trafficking, and that makes it human trafficking. Obviously, it's all under the same umbrella. But the United States is number one. Why is that if we're such a great place? You know, it's just we've got some bad, bad, bad people that uh, are lurking beneath the surface and really, you know, running the show. If you go to uh, Gateway Pundit, you can see the link to the entire hour interview with Jim Caviezel. Yeah. And uh, the movie's called Sound of Freedom, and it's uh, by Angel Studios. Like I said, they couldn't get a big studio to back it, so they got Angel Studios. I'm sure that's uh, probably a bunch of investors with uh, lots of cash, and uh, they probably made those studios just to distribute this film. Uh, They are opening on July 4th, and they're asking people of like mind to buy a ticket and see the movie and tell your friends, get the word around. In order for the movie to break even, I think they've got to sell 2 million tickets. Uh, They have not as many uh, theater sites as they had hoped for so far. I think they have 4,000. They they really need more, and they're working on it as we speak. Um, That's the problem. Uh, you know, and the other thing is this: is it's a it's a great movie, but they'll probably have a heck of a time um, getting it on Netflix or uh, Apple oh, or that, one of that's these. That's not going to happen. Yeah, because these the, the, these uh, streaming sites are part of the deep state, part of Hollywood. I mean, you know, Netflix, right? They they paid the Obamas sixty million dollars for what? For what? What expertise did they bring? To Netflix, I mean, how many people watch their their documentaries and things like that? I mean, I could probably generate more of a viewing audience uh, creating something than uh, they did, but they gave them sixty million bucks. Uh, so that doesn't happen unless uh, there's something happening behind the scenes. You know, a lot of people think it's a way that they money launder. Or, or at least they get money to certain people and make it look legitimate. You know, the, that's why you ever wonder why somebody will. I just signed a twenty million dollar book deal with uh, whatever publishing, you know, and then the book sells three copies, but nobody's upset because the deal wasn't to publish the book and make it successful. No, it's to pay somebody. That's exactly right. It's to get the money from point A to point B, and they did it by that deal. Um, there's a well, lot. There's a lot of deals that go on. Well, you know, you you kind of bring you bring that up. There's a story about BlackRock. You know, the investment group, the management group. They're yeah. actually the biggest one out there. There's another one too, but BlackRock has um, has a division that buys people, and apparently uh, one of their handlers was caught on tape, uh, and I don't have that there. I'm sure we could find it if we wanted to, but you can buy a U.S. senator for ten thousand dollars and it's blackrock that shells out the money blackrock is one of the supposedly big investors in dominion which makes the voting machines and they're also uh, one of the principal investors in fox news channel so when you hear about when you hear about a deal for example where you know fox lost a 750 million dollar judgment against uh, uh, the voting machines they came to a settlement with with dominion it's literally, it's moving money from point A in the company to point B in their company. It's yeah. really going to the same company, you know. The- well, now, th- think about this. You know, they're invested in everything. How, how heavily? 
Well, if you look at Coca-Cola, you look at Pepsi, you look at all these other companies out there, mm -hmm. they have a major share of those companies. They're an investment holding company. They pretty much, between them and one other company that actually is an umbrella under them, they own the world. So extrapolate that a little bit, and you're going, why? You, because they're pushing agendas, mm -hmm. all right? And they hold all the money. So you sit there and go, boy, you know, uh, with that uh, Mulvaney thing and Budweiser, <laughs> that kid destroyed Budweiser, he, and he's got a big, he's got a net worth now, you know, at a very young age. Wait, if they have money in Budweiser, you know, and they have an agenda, yeah, you know, is Budweiser, you know, obviously somehow that deficit some way on the books is being made up for. And this isn't new, okay? Uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, um, back in 1975, they changed the law so that a homeowner only owned the property on the surface. They didn't mm -hmm. own the mineral rights up until 75. When you owned a farm, for example, and below your farm, let's say, was natural gas, well, you own that natural gas, too. So some slick politician back in the 70s thought, you know, we can get around this. Any new ownership, they only own the property on the surface. They don't own the mineral rights below their property. So let's say below your land you had uh, a rich resource of uh, oil or something like that. Well, nowadays, yeah. nowadays... They can get to your property by going sideways. They don't have to go straight down. That means they don't have to go on your property. They could actually drill into that oil reserve under your property without going on your property and paying you a dime. Yeah, you know that's true. And that's that's that is corruption too. And you know what, what I'm saying is that the deep state and and the people who really run the country, they're not new. They just didn't happen. This has been around for decades, maybe for centuries, uh, and it's just. And this is the problem with what's happening with President Trump. President Trump uh, has disturbed, upset the apple cart, the political apple cart. Up until he came along, everybody, Republican and Democrat, they go to Washington and they serve the real master. The real master was the deep state. It was the deep state. It still is the deep state. Look what happened with Hunter Biden yesterday. If Bill Knight took a gun that wasn't registered, an illegal gun, and decided to get rid of it, and he, if he were to toss it in a dumpster 30 feet from a school and he were to get caught, Bill Knight would be spending 6 to 10 years in jail. Probably longer than that. You don't have video on that, do you? No, I don't. Good. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure, you know, want to make sure I'm okay. But see, the uh, thing you... is, Bill, you wouldn't do that. I no. mean, in all honesty, uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm not a big uh, gun guy, but I, I know that you just can't toss those things around. You can't throw it out the window like you would an old rapper or something like that. I mean, somebody's going to pick up that thing and somebody's going to get hurt. You know, guns are not something that are easily disposed of. Um, if no, anything, they're not. If you have a gun in your house, and let's say your your husband or your father was a big gun fan, but you're not, mm -hmm. and you want to get rid of it, take it back to a gun shop. Take it if you don't want it, and you can't sell sell it to another gun 
you know, aficionado, then take the gun back to a gun shop and they will dispose of it or resell it or something like that for you. And they'll do it in a proper way so that nobody gets hurt. There's no risk of any accident going off. It's uh, that's a little public service message for me. But I wanted to tell you another thing about this uh, Jim Caviezel right. interview. He talks about uh, the adrenochrome, and he said they're, they're, they're making the adrenochrome, the ambrosia, at, at a lot of these uh, bio labs uh, in, in the Ukraine. So, yeah. you know, they're making, they're making a lot of nefarious stuff, and that's... He also said, you know, they've been working on... And it's funny he should say this, because I had heard this in an interview on Newsmax earlier in the day from somebody completely different. So a, a retired colonel had said it on Newsmax. And apparently, at some of these bio labs, they're developing weapons... They're using DNA. Apparently, if you are like Russian, your ethnicity is Russian. Uh, there are slight markers in your DNA which, which can be, you know, which can be seen by somebody who knows how to read DNA. Oh, this guy's from the. He's Russian. He's got a Russian in his background. Oh, this guy here. He's he's got air. He's got German in his background. And this guy over here, he has a marker that says he's from Ireland or maybe Scotland. They can, by looking at your DNA, pinpoint the part of the world you're from, okay? <clears throat> so what's happening is they're developing weapons to attack certain nationalities based upon their DNA. So if they wanted to kill off a bunch of, of Russian soldiers in a certain region and they dropped a bomb... You know, that it has, would seek out that person. It would seek out the per It wouldn't bother somebody who is from uh, England, you know, if uh, who's visiting. But the guy sitting next to him, if he's Russian, he's in trouble. And not only that, but uh, the, U the problem they're having with the Ukraine is the markers are very similar because the Ukrainians and Russians biologically share the same markers. So that's the problem they're having trying to create a weapon that attacks just the Russians and not the Ukrainians. But they're mm -hmm. they're working on it. Think about how sinister that is. Can you imagine these people are developing the absolute most sinister uh, weapons? This is worse than a nuclear explosion. A, a nuclear explosion takes you out in a snap of a finger. You don't even see it coming. It's like, bang, you're gone. But that, what they're talking about is creating deadly weapons that destroy you, and I think they do it rather slowly. Do you know? Well, you and know, there, there was, uh, I, I always want to say it's the neutron bomb, maybe it was that or not. It was a fictitious bomb that supposedly we had at one time. Because uh, one of the things yeah, about war is that you kill people uh, and you destroy the infrastructure, and, but we had a bomb that could sit there and just kill the people. Yeah. And that's the way, that way all you'd have to do is go in, sweep it up, and you had everything intact. The, the land was not polluted. And that was it. We have come to a time in history where we're probably not far off with that, with what you're talking about. I could imagine that if you can, you know, depending on how you spot DNA, there's probably markers that you could sit there and put it into an AI that would be in a gun and a scope that you could sit there and look in a crowd and find the person you want without going, oh, I'm, I, I visually spotted them. 
it would let you know, boop, that's your target. Sure. And that's it. Yeah. And you could probably program the bullet like a smart missile to sit there and go and hit them. You know, somebody said the worst thing that we're developing right now is AI, artificial intelligence piece. It has no restrictions. They're just developing it without restraints right mm -hmm. now. And in order for it to be of any value to us, we really should make sure that there's some kind of global um, restriction to the development of this product. But, you know, wherever there's evil, there'll be people who will be breaking the law. I think that horse has left the barn, don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, AI, we could have a, a day-long discussion on, on AI and where it can go and who's going to ultimately benefit and I don't think anybody does because I know in our industry right now, everyone's talking about AI and the voice. And we've had this discussion before, but AI is replacing a lot of the voice talent. Oh, yeah. And, and then I see in the advertising community where, you know, people are doing, you know, that, well, they'll never replace me because, you know, it's the power of the spoken word, and which is true. But yet you see these uh, speechalos and things like that, that you put the script in, it reads it, it can inflect, it can change, you can pick a voice, uh, you can do the whole nine yards, which means a voice actor, his days are numbered. The days are numbered too for, for uh, actors that work on screen. And so who's profiting or who's, who's going to be left? Well, the programmer, well, when the AIs are already smart enough to sit there and develop their own software and grow themselves. When you watch uh, this new uh, Indiana Jones movie, how much of it do you think is uh, Harrison Ford swinging from the vine or jumping across a, a, a gorge somewhere or doing something spectacular? Do you think Harrison Ford at uh, 78 years old or 79 years old can do all these things anymore? No, 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 no. It's AI. But you can't, yeah. you can't tell the difference. You see a close-up of his face. You see him turn to a door in a, on, a, on an airplane, and you see him jump, and you see him fall. You know, uh, it, it is amazing what they can do uh, with the, the technology nowadays. It is, uh, it, it's mind-bending. And, you know, they say that the technology doubles by 100% every two days. I'm talking about AI. Every two days, because so many mm -hmm. people are working on it, what they learn about it just keeps multiplying. Um, they have a thing. I haven't used it yet, but it's the talk of the Internet. Uh, it's chat, GP, something or other. You probably have seen mm -hmm. it where, where yeah. you can literally you can literally say I'd like a, a, a story about uh, uh, an action adventure story about a guy and a girl and there has to be romance. And you can describe what you want in the story. And then this computer will take a few seconds and come out with a story exactly as, as you want. This is such a, um, an important change in our, in our technology, in our industry, that the Writers Guild, I believe, came out with uh, a definition of who could get a Writers Guild award. It had to be written by a human being. Maybe it was the Academy Awards that did that. The, the best screenplay couldn't go to A.I., it had to go to a real person who sat down and wrote the story. Now, let me ask you a question just for argument's sake. W what happens if the computer that wrote the story, you know, quickly goes, excuse me, excuse me, one second here. Yeah. I identify as a human. 
Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know, Bill. That's actually above my pay it's grade. A, it's free thinking, <laughs> and I mean, it's saying, I'm a human. It could say, I am a female human. I'm a male human. I'm a transgender human. I'm a light bulb. I don't know. <laughs> well, anything's possible in the uh, in this current century. But it's interesting that we have guys who now are losing jobs in the broadcasting business to computers. I mean, I thought it was bad when back in the uh, even the mid '60s uh, they started coming out with automation, and that was reel-to-reel tapes on these big machines. And mm -hmm. uh, they would put the uh, voice tracks on carts in a carousel and, and the computer, and it was a computer, very uh, simple computer, but it, would, it actually worked on tones. It would, a tone would mm -hmm. go off. You couldn't hear it. It would fire off a cart. The cart may have, uh, you're listening to more music on so-and-so, right? And then it would go have another tone and go back to the music. It, and it took the place of a human being. And we thought, oh, boy, that... It's kind of clunky. I don't think it'll ever take off. Take off? Now everything that you hear on the radio nowadays, for the most part, with the exception of talk shows, most of them are done on a hard drive. And, uh, I mean, I remember going into an oldie station. I worked at an oldie station in New York back in the 70s, and it was all cartridges, you know, 8-track. It, it looked like 8-track cartridges for the person who hasn't been in a radio station. Right. Uh, each song was on an individual cartridge. It looks like an 8-track cartridge, if you remember how they looked back in the 70s. And um, that was how it was done. Sometimes you'd play a, a song off a record, you know, one of those old black things. That you, you know, <laughs> that you put Records. In, and you, yeah, it's amazing. But uh, nowadays, then I walked into a studio, and this was 20 years ago. This is back around 2000, and I worked at a station in... Uh, in Pittsburgh, that's an oldie station. Everything was on a hard drive. The entire library, everything was on a hard drive. It was like you could take it and put the whole hard drive in a briefcase and take it to someplace else. And nowadays, that hard drive that was uh, about, you know, maybe the hard drive was the size of uh, a book. Nowadays, that hard drive is the size of a thumb drive or, or smaller. Right. Well, I actually worked at that same station before you, and we still had the paper logs, and uh, we had the cards. I worked there, that, too. Oh, I worked at the old studios, too. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was a gateway center or something like that. But they moved. While I was there, they oh, moved yeah. to a new studios. And when they, they moved to the new studios, and everything changed. The whole you, you saw a glimpse of broadcasting in the 21st century. You know, it literally went from the 20th century over in one studio where you work yeah. to the 21st yeah. century in the new studio, and it wasn't an improvement. It, you actually could see where the industry was changing. So, And it truly is, to this day, people don't know this, but there, there are some radio stations they listen to, and uh, all of the equipment for that station is in a closet in some hallway. You know, it's not in some spacious palatial studio that you used to imagine mm -hmm. back in the 60s and 70s uh they've they've the industry has changed drastically oh, um I, I was there in the cutting edge of it down in florida uh but i'm not going to go into the diatribe but i do remember one time one of our client stations that used the service that we had it was all on computer and and the computer was in a hall closet it really was 
and but it was a new station in town. Yeah. So the news wanted to come out and cover it and talk to the disc jockey that was on the air. And, you know, the station called up and said, what do we do? You know, we're doing a tap dance here about the person. So we actually had to sit there and say, oh, they're out of town, blah, 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 and get them on the phone. And uh, it was, they knew what was going on. You know, but you, it was a tap dance. You know, folks, we've uh, gone almost a half an hour without talking about Hunter Biden. And that was kind of intentional because we know you have been inundated with that story over the last 24 hours. Everywhere you go where they have news, they're talking about that case like it's something really special. The fact of the matter is, it's a travesty of justice. It's a you got sla- a slap on the wrist. It's a slap in your face. The average American just got a major slap in the face. You know, they Donald Trump predicted this about a month ago. He said they're going to they're going to indict uh, Hunter on something ridiculous and let him go. He said this because he predicted they're doing this to say, well, we're not just picking on President Trump. We're also uh, indicting uh, the Bidens, too. No, no. There's a massive difference. Uh, President Trump, they want him in jail for 400 years, and they're working their tails off to uh, put him there. In the meantime, they work their tails off to protect Hunter Biden and keep him out of jail. That's what And what did. do they have for evidence against Trump? A tape, supposedly, that nobody's heard, you know, that we can really identify. And, you know, it rattles papers, and they're saying they're top-secret documents, and Trump is going, no, those were newspapers and magazines, and he was talking about stories. And, you know, folks, I can take you to the corner newsstand, and anything that he was talking about is in those papers. So let's not even talk about whether he had classified documents or not, could or could not declassify. That is a debate that has been so, you know, just warped. Warped yeah, is the, is the proper word for it. Uh, it's just crazy. The simple fact is, uh, well, think about this. They have thrown a a mirage of, uh, charges against him. And yet, you know, they keep throwing more, but in the past, nothing is stuck. Now, if they threw that at you, you would be, uh, well, uh, he's able to fight it, but he has the resources. Thank God to have a really good legal staff. Although I have to tell you, the Justice Department is making it hard for him to replace his legal team with good lawyers. They are literally That's... intimidating uh, lawyers who are considering, you know, becoming part of the Trump team. Well, it's their career if they do now. Yes. If they go and handle Trump, the money might be good, but okay, let's just look at it this way. You know, you might get good money today from Trump, very good money. But at your level and lifestyle, is that money going to take you 10 years, 15 years, 20 years from now, whatever your lifespan is? Probably not because, you know, everything goes up. Let's say say your law firm has President Trump as a client. It also has uh, massive corporation A and massive corporation B. And I'm not going to name corporations, but you know what I'm talking about. It has as clients also. And let's say that because you have Trump, you're getting feedback from massive corporation A and massive corporation B that we're not too crazy about uh, your clientele. Uh, we're thinking of going to another law firm. And let's say you're making 10 million from Trump and you're making 
30 million from massive corporation A and massive corporation number B, you're going to, you're going to try to please the big, the bigger client, you know, as opposed to the most famous client. And, and, and that's where Trump is right now. He's having a hard time, uh, replacing good lawyers. Yeah, he is. And you know, they can hold him, the, the lawyers hostage by their other clients. Like you said, I mean, go back to BlackRock. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, them, you know, being caught bribing senators and they're the major holder company, a holding company of every single, you know, corporation that we know, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, everything out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're, you're, you're a lawyer and you're going, oh, I, I got a big client. I got Coca-Cola. And it's not Coke that's going to sit there and have the notion to do it. But the powers that be over them going, we can't let Trump loose. So you're going to say, sorry, guys, you want that contract for Coke. Um, Got to get rid of Trump. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, look, if you want to be a criminal right now, today, uh, the safest thing to have is Joe Biden as your dad. Let me tell you uh, something. The full court presses on to keep Trump out of the White House. Here's what mm-hmm. they know. The deep state knows that if Trump gets into office, he's only going to have one more term, one more term, four more years. And this time there's no restrictions. There's no holes barred. He's going after, and he said it, he's going after the deep state. He's going to destroy the deep state. So let's say you're part of the deep state in Washington. You, you've been used to running things, and you know that this guy, if he gets in the White House, he's going to come after you and your job and your security, and he's going to destroy you, right? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? You're going to do everything in your power, everything in your power to keep him out of the Oval Office. And that's what they're doing right now. You know, people say, well, they're not going to put Trump in jail. (laughs) Don't hold your breath. They may put Trump in jail. If they can't put Trump in jail, God knows what else they'll try to do. You heard uh, that delegate from the Virgin Islands. She spoke what people are thinking. Yeah, Yeah, she, she, she spoke what people are thinking. You know, he needs to be, well, you know what she said. I'm not even going to repeat it. You know. Funny you should mention that. There, there's a consulting guy, good friend, well, I'll say acquaintance. He's a good guy, but he is very liberal. And he would never admit that he listens to the show. He's up in Detroit, Michigan, and he's got the same first name as me. So he knows who he is. And But he goes, I can't believe you dedicated a whole podcast to that one thing. Well, number one, we didn't do the whole podcast. No. We did a lot of time on it, I will admit. Because we were distracted by construction that was going on here outside, and today, not a peep. But but the crews, I think they're taking the day off today, and they'll do it again tomorrow. But I'm sitting there going, "Hey, I appreciate him listening." And told me a couple of things. There's no conservative voice, and he wants to know what the opposition is talking about, and it is, and probably out of respect to some sort that we work well, together. What, what it says to me is he read the description that we that we put every yeah, day on the did. show, and he figures that was the whole show. It wasn't the whole show. It was no. a piece of it. Uh, no, but. it wasn't, but he has he has referred to other things. But we also know, too, that uh, from looking at the, the, the tracks here of uh, people that listened, mm-hmm. uh, the Illinois Senate uh, Democratic Committee there, they were on, and uh, even in Washington, 
Uh, we had some people listening yesterday, so Thank maybe you. that little headline, Welcome. that little headline, got their attention. I don't know, you know, because yeah. they wanted to know what we were saying about Stacy. I think that that was planned, and I do know that when you do a Freudian slip, mm-hmm. you know, you could say, "Oh, you know, TV and radio people have done it all the time." Yeah, they have, but it tells you what was on their mind. Yeah. So whether she intentionally did it, or, uh. I don't want to say unintentionally because there was intent in her mind and it slipped out. So I didn't hear ways, anybody correct her, did you? I didn't hear any people. But he's always no, no. They let it go, yeah. and it was very clear and pronounced. Usually, when you do a Freudian slip, it's you hear it, but it's not quite that pronounced yeah. and articulated. Some people think it was planned. Some people think I, I do. Yeah. Um, so. Lots of things. Hunter Biden, he got off with a, like Bill said, a slap on the wrist. Uh, he will not miss a beat. You know, he he admitted to the fact that he had income of a $1.5 million a year for two years at least. So they, they're they saying that he had $3 million worth of income that he didn't pay taxes on. He mm-hmm. didn't pay taxes on that income. He didn't even file a tax form for those two years. I have to ask you a question. If your father is the vice president or president of the United States, do you think you might make sure that you pay your taxes? You might make sure that you file your taxes. Taxes. Do you think that you're so entitled, you're such a, a, a special class of a person that you can disregard the laws that we all have to follow? I'm... I'm so and so. I'm Joe Biden's son. I don't have to file taxes, you know. Well, you know, there's there's income to the entire Biden family, and that's out there, and that means that Joe probably has not reported all of his income. Watch this big sweeping broom of justice is going to uh, sweep Joe's uh, fa- Joe and uh, the, his family's problems under the carpet too probably in the next few weeks and it's all going to go away and well, we'll fr- you know in that laptop hunter admitted that he had to give half of his income to the big guy and the mm-hmm. big guy it has been proven the big guy was joe so if he didn't report on that income right and and mm-hmm. he gave half of it to joe did joe report that half on his income because he would have to say where it came from yeah. I would bet you well, that Joe didn't report that income, too. Yeah. Now, you're going to say, well, the DOJ went through everything and went through the the laptop from hell, right? Because obviously they did, they did this investigation before they said, we'll just give him a slap on the wrist. So let's keep that in mind when Hunter Biden's lawyer says he can't recall ever being asked about the laptop from hell. So in other words... They never really dove in to the case. It's super, you know, their, their judgment is superficial because they, they didn't, they avoided the evidence. It's, it's the laws and the rules are for thee, but not for me. It's for you, the common peasant. I don't care whether you're Republican or you're Democrat. Somebody called one of the talk shows yesterday and said, you know, it isn't Republican versus Democrat, really. And I listened, I, that caught my ear, and I listened a little closer. She, she said, no, no, if you're a common, everyday Democrat and you break the laws, 
you suffer the same penalties. And, you know, I thought about it. For the most part, she's absolutely correct. If you break a gun law, you're a Democrat, uh, you're going to pay the price, whether you're Republican or Democrat. I mean, that's just the way it is. She said it's a, it's a difference between the left elite and the common man. It's a difference between the special people in Washington who live differently than you and I. You know, it's the people who have the uh, nice houses uh, like Joe does. I think he has five multi-million dollar mansions. This is a guy who his income, I don't think his reported income was no higher than like 200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, you know, how do you do that? How do you, how do you make millions of dollars when your income is only $200,000 a year? I, I, there has to be another source of money. You know, look at Obama. You know, he came into the White House not with, he didn't have much money. Right. Let's put it that way. And now he's got over $100 million in homes all over the place. And we're not talking about, you know, the everyday, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollar $500,000 home. You know, we're talking multi-million dollar homes, you know. Oh, and sure. That, that is incredible to me because there are ways to make that kind of money. Yes, there are. But it is not being a government worker. Well, uh, unless you unless you got side money coming in, they're saying that uh, most ninety nine and forty four hundredths percent of the politicians get into politics to make money. It's that silly little like point uh, six percent, like Donald Trump, who get into politics and lose money. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. Donald Trump, no one talks about this. Donald Trump gave every paycheck that he made as president to a charity. He donated his income to charities, but nobody mentions it. They all just want to sabotage the man. Why do they want to do that? Ever ask yourself the question, why is the media so hot to bring him down? Why are they working so hard? It's because I think it goes back to what you were talking about, about uh, BlackRock, the, 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 the control of all of these separate companies by one big, fat, controlling industry. Mm-hmm. You know? If you don't know who they are, just look up uh, BlackRock Investments. And it's really ironic because, you know, you talk about them owning Dominion, and all the connections. Uh, now there was big hay being made that uh, you know uh, that a lot of people still believe the election was stolen, but the survey says only thirty percent. To me, I'm going like that means the lie has been winning. But going back to BlackRock and Dominion, Pennsylvania, the big controversial change in the wee hours of the morning. Well, that was uh, you know a situation where. Uh, Gee, who can who who would have control? They would. We're right here where they would have control of that, and things changed at one thirty in the morning. How did that happen? But the election was not stolen. Of course, if, if they can control Fox, if they can control uh, NBC and all of the major media companies, who's to say they can't control the uh, the the survey companies too? We don't know whether the surveys are correct. I mean, how, have you ever wondered? You see a survey one day, and they'll say uh, Trump is ahead by 50 points. And then the next day, you'll see an, an immediately another survey comes out and says, well, he's ahead by 20 points. I mean, mm-hmm. what happened to the 30 points a day ago? 
you know, from another. But they they have different methodologies. They have different ways of making of doing their surveys. And um, uh, you can't believe everything. You're being manipulated, folks. You are being manipulated every day. You have to open your eyes and you have to look around and you have to do some really serious thinking because everything isn't what you thought it was or what it, you were told it was. Yeah. yeah. And look, there's a lot of ways to do uh, surveys and you can sit there and go, okay, we need this thing to sway that way. Let's look at zip codes because zip codes will tell you a lot of things. It'll tell you demographics. It'll tell you political sway. Mm-hmm. Uh it was done in radio a lot. You know, you'd go, the first thing, if you took a dip, you'd go, let's take a look at the zip codes. And that would tell you if uh, you had a down tick, why you had that down tick. It would also tell you, uh, uh, you know, things about ethnicity. It would tell you maybe it was in an area where you had no signal. But same thing with politics. You could sit there and go, let's go in a Democratic stronghold and make phone calls there and send out things there, that's going to sway most likely how your, uh, how your survey comes out. That's right. I mean, they do this all the time. They do surveys to depress a vote. If they want to depress the other side, they will come out with a survey, like Bill says, they'll go into a neighborhood that's mainly their side. They know that they're going to get the, the, the response that they're looking for, and, and it'll get a great survey, and they'll be able to show it to the media, which will lap it up, and the people in the opposition party will feel depressed, will feel down. Some of them won't vote. They do this a lot towards the, right up to the day of the, of the election. If, the, if they want you to think that it's useless to go to the polls, you'll see them saying, well, you know, the polls on this uh, voting day has uh, so-and-so down by 35 points. It doesn't look good going into the polls. You know, they had in the polls Hillary Clinton winning 2016 almost up until the closing of the polls on on the date of of the election itself. Because that was the real election, the real numbers. It's like I said, you know, I hate to use the authenticity thing, but they've always said, well, blacks, they vote Democrat. They always have. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying, no, what the surveys were, they were done in strong in, in ethnic neighborhoods and things where, mm-hmm. or, or districts that were Democratic. So the numbers were skewed all along. And that's what's worrying the Democrats now is because all of a sudden, you know, they, are, they always said black voters and Hispanic voters are Democrats. Well, the reality is they weren't that way, but they were able to manipulate the numbers by going to their strongholds and misrepresenting the entire populace. But now in their strongholds, you know, people are going, no, 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 no. I don't agree with that. And that's showing in the numbers in their strongholds. You know, things that, so that worries me, them. Things that worry me about the, the next election, and I hear them saying it on the Republican side, well, it was the mail-in vote because of the pandemic that caused us to lose the 2020 election. No, I think that if they won't, first of all, you can't, you can't count on there not being mail-in votes and ballots in the 2024 election. All they need is for a group to have the sniffles and uh, politicians will change the rules again and everybody will get a mail-in ballot, especially in areas that are controlled by the Democrats. So that, that's, that, but also, I'm of the belief that the, the real power is in the manipulation of the votes in the, in the 
electronics themselves. And I know that uh, 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 people have poo-pooed that. Oh, that's ridiculous. I, I mentioned yesterday the Halderman report came out, and this is two and a half years after the election. And they said, yeah, yeah, we did a lot of research, and I guess uh, the votes can actually be manipulated in the machines uh, both during the election and after the election. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a second, what? Why isn't mainstream media talking about this big time? Why is because no- that would change the perception and the perspective that maybe the election wasn't quite fair. So they don't want to change that narrative because, again, somebody is calling the shots above them. Yeah. And uh, the, the fix is in. And you know what? I, I even think some of the news media, they're, they're, uh, it's not that they're being told so much, but they've been swayed to by... Everything, yeah, yeah, because I can't believe that everybody everywhere is corrupt. Yeah, but you know, uh, Bill, but, I, but there I, are a lot, of, a lot of stupid people. Uh, but I hear you say that, and then I'll hear a montage, and I, I wish I had one to play for you now, but you probably have heard them in the past. Uh, somebody will get out there and they'll play clips of all of these different anchors and reporters uh, spewing out the almost exact same line, almost the exact same script. You know, so-and-so did such-and-such by 35%. So-and-so did such-and-such by 35%. I mean, you say, how can all of these different independent sources be saying the exact same thing? Because they're being spoon-fed the information. And you know what? Let's, Let's be honest. You know, broadcasters can be lazy. You know, I could go out and research it myself. Why would I want to do that? I got it handed to me right here, and it must be right. All my other, my colleagues are reading the same story. I don't want to fall out of step. And maybe, you know, uh, with that, can you can get, uh, I call it tuckerized. You know, here's a guy that's not in lockstep with the rest of the media. He's got big ratings, and all of a sudden, he gets sacked. You well, know, I would um, be willing to bet that that TV stations have gone through the same thing that radio stations have gone through. They have cut the newsrooms by maybe a half. And, yeah. and when they used to have writers for everything, maybe they have a centralized location. Like if the, if a company owns uh, 10, 10 TV stations, maybe the news, there's a newsroom, a centralized newsroom that is sending out to stories and scripts to reporters in these different individual TV stations and they're just customizing them for their locale, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would think that is somebody who is reading a script that was written locally, when in reality it was written at a distance and sent to them via the computer on the internet for them to read. Uh, but also I've heard that, the, like, for example, the DNC will send out talking points every morning. Yeah. And they'll send they them don't. out to the media, and the media will take them many times and read them verbatim, you know? They'll include them. And you can hear it, friends. You can hear it in responses from contributors to these different cable news channels saying the exact same words. You know, it's like, oh, my God, do these people have any kind of dignity? They're just spewing out the company narrative, and uh, they're doing exactly what they're told and not thinking for themselves. All they got to do is look good and sound good on TV and in the news bite. And if they don't have to sit there and... uh yeah. Prep the story. All I got to do is worry about make sure my makeup looks good and that my hair is combed just right. 
And I'll read this line verbatim and sounds so great doing it. Another story that uh, we should mention, the Border Patrol reported uh, that uh, they set a record with 29 terrorism suspects encountered in the month of May. 29 terrorism suspects that they have they ran into and I guess they arrested. And uh, mm-hmm. that's the ones they got. It, they're not talking about the ones that uh, got away. And you know there were one. There were uh, getaways. So, yeah. um, I mean, that's kind of uh, it's a sad uh, statistic. Also, a uh, new video released uh, by the Ukraine saying that uh, a general there, I guess their commander-in-chief. Oh, yeah. uh, thought he was dead, and he's not. Yeah, he's alive. Uh, yeah. His name is uh, Commander-in-Chief Valery Zalushny. <laughs> you know, all these <laughs> Russian names. Yeah, I, what was I, the city that Russia captured in the Ukraine? Don't ask me. It's. Like, uh, I'm going yeah. to try one more time with this name. It's Valery Zalushny. <laughs> I'd make. Yeah, I think I just. I have no idea. I just flunked, flunked my Russian uh, class. Uh, but anyway, he was spotted, uh, spotted in a video wearing a baby Yoda patch uh, on top of his military uniform while looking over some maps. So apparently, he's the report of his demise was premature. And yeah. uh, anything else to well, pass on? Uh, well, I was going to say whatever that Russian city is, Kiev or K-Y-I-V, however you pronounce uh, oh, it. Oh, Kiev, uh, Kevray Re. It was two okay, words, well, right? Ki- no, it's one word. Oh, K-Y-I-V. then it's Kiev. Kiev, yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, apparently, uh, I guess uh, it's eminent to go back to uh, the Ukraine and the Russians uh, have ordered an evacuation and telling them where the port city to go to to evacuate which watch they're going to attack those be, people there they can't be kiev yeah, i think kiev is uh in centralized K-Y, city. yeah whatever it is it's it's <laughs> it's a city that was captured oh by the god. russians thank that, god that we're are, not trying to reach a russian audience this program would have a hard time and funny you know we do have russian listeners well um we do Crimea. yeah uh, Russia did say if Crimea is attacked, and the reason they're worried about it is by long-range uh, missiles that we have given, both the United States and uh, the U.K. have given to uh, the, the U.K. given to the Ukraine. Um, it, apparently, they, they have it that the, the Ukraine's getting ready to attack and with those missiles. And Russia's saying if that happens, they will retaliate. Uh, to put it to you bluntly, that means that we are directly drawn into that war. At that point in time, all bets are off. Are these the ones that have the nuclear waste? Uh, uh, we talked about this a couple of days ago. No, I don't know. These are long-range missiles that can hit. And apparently the Ukraine is talking about uh, you know, hitting Crimea, which has been annexed by Russia for a while Crimea. now. Crimea. Crimea. Yes. Crimea, Crimea. Yeah, but yeah, this. Look, if I butcher a name, <laughs> I butcher a name. I didn't grow up there, so I'm just talking about Th- that it. That comes but. as a surprise. Also, one more thing. Joe Biden was speaking a couple of days ago in California, mm-hmm. and he was trying to make a point, and he was talking about. Uh, uh, working on something that he hoped would would take place by a certain year. Listen. And maybe most important, I've committed that, that by 2020, we will have conserved 30% of all the lands and waters the United States has jurisdiction over and simultaneously reduce emissions to blunt climate impact. Oh, my God. Did you hear what he said? 
Yeah, he went back in time, didn't he? He did. He time traveled, but the wrong yeah. way. He was hoping by 2020, things yes. would be a certain way. <laughs> uh, Joe? Yeah. Joe? It's uh, 2023, please. Hello? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, he is... Uh, He's, oh. he's something else, but uh, he probably had a lot on his mind. He probably knew that his son was going to get off in the next couple of days. and So to speak, yeah. <laughs> uh, Australian is a cricketer. Uh, Shane warns uh-huh. his sudden death, according to the doctors, likely uh, caused by COVID mRNA vaccine. Oh, how many poor people have passed on because of that, that vaccine? Sudden uh, death. How, how much do you see it in the news and I, ironically, and this is a doctor saying it, but ironically, uh, they all had the, the jab, the shot. Unbelievable. So and I'm not saying to go, go into a panic mode, but I'm just saying um, we know. We know it's out there. They know, too. So it's, it's no surprise anymore. Uh, there's a thing here. Uh, your taxes going out the door, according to an error, resulting in $6.2 billion surplus for the Ukraine, there you go. And well, I think one more giving- thing, I, I, I gotta play. I want to play this for you. This is from, uh, I believe it's an it's about an accounting error at the Pentagon. Listen, Oddly. yeah. Following up from um, some announcements earlier this year. During the department's regular oversight of our execution of presidential drawdown authority for Ukraine, we discovered inconsistencies in equipment valuation for Ukraine. In a significant number of cases, services used replacement costs rather than net book value, thereby overestimating the value of the equipment drawn down from U.S. stocks and provided to Ukraine. Once we discovered this misvaluation, the comptroller reissued guidance on March 31st, clarifying how to value equipment in line with the financial management regulation and DOD policy to ensure we use the most accurate of accounting methods. We have confirmed that for FY23, the final calculation is $3.6 billion. And for FY22, it is $2.6 billion for a combined total of $6.2 billion. These valuation errors in no way limit or restricted the size of any of our PDAs or impacted the provision of support to Ukraine. And while the DOD while the DOD retains the authority to utilize the recaptured PDA, this has no bearing on appropriated USAI or Ukraine PDA replenishment funding approved by Congress. By the way, the reporters, their eyes were probably crossed in the briefing room. But the point is, because they're not accountants, but it boils down to this. Uh, guys, we have an extra $6.2 billion for the Ukraine, not for our roads, not to help uh, build our bridges, not to help... You live better. No, no. We we found that because of an accounting error, we have an extra $6.2 billion to ship over to the Ukraine. Hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, apparently the U.S. is going to allocate $1.3 billion to add to uh, uh, the Ukraine. Uh, the Ukraine. Uh, it's going to be directed to energy and infrastructure wait, needs. Wait, wait. It's six point two plus what? One point three billion dollars. So we'll have seven point five million billion dollars. Billion dollars, yeah. Going out to the Ukraine. Oh, aren't they lucky? Oh my goodness gracious. We don't need like new rail railroads. We don't need I mean, like I ninety five doesn't need to be repaired in Philadelphia. <laughs> I can I can probably safely say this now because uh-huh. um, you know, I have a daughter that works inside the government and then worked in a classified area, but now 
is uh, uh, in the Foreign uh, State Department. Uh, but anyway, works with um, critical minerals. And basically, that's for the new energy now, the, the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was asking her yesterday, I said, well, what's the deal? You know, we're doing this push. Are we ready? Nope, we're not ready. Uh, but in D.C., of course, you know, they got they're, they're set up for electric. But there's so much things changing in the batteries and everything. We're not going to be there by tw- uh, 2030. That's just the fact. But I said, well, then why are we doing this push? Well, we're, we're behind. We're talking about the infrastructure. We're talking about the way we are set up to accommodate electric. They are set up in every other country but this one. And I started thinking about it. How do you sit there? You know, you're talking about charging stations. I live out in a rural area. If I had an electric car, I couldn't charge the thing. You know, getting it up to the house, in a, you know, in the snow or anything like that. You think of, we're, we're not set up for it. So we're a gas-driven country, and it's going to be a while before we get to the electric mode. Yeah, I, I, I still can't uh, wrap my head around uh, getting an electric car and then driving like to a service area and having to wait maybe an hour for your car to recharge, maybe longer if there's a line getting to the charges. Now, I mean, I'd rather pull up to a gas pump and fill up in five minutes and be on the road again. You know what I'm saying? I, no, you're talking a 20-minute charge, and you're not even getting... A full charge, you might have a half a charge. So it depends on the battery and what's used. Like lithium, right? Uh, what is it uh, that they use? Lithium? I'm not. It could be lithium. I, you yeah. know, I'm not really sure. But uh, you know, there 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 are minerals beyond that that do better and hold a longer charge. But that's all in theory. That's what they say to get money. But there is no proof in the pudding. So hey, based upon the uh, the verdict yesterday, they're thinking of changing the lyrics to of the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for Hunter Biden, but not for you. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that too, and uh, you may as well learn it now, because that is the way that it's going to be. Yes. It shall be, and there, there, you, there you go. Hey, if you want to reach us, our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. There's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. We appreciate you listening. Share us with a friend. And uh, other than that, uh, a special tip of the hat again to our friends in the Illinois Democratic uh, uh, Committee or something. Whatever, yeah, the Senate Committee there. You know, yeah, they're listening. We appreciate it. They were yesterday, so uh, they probably are today. We we love all comers. You want to listen? You're welcome. You are welcome here every day. If you are listening down in D.C., oh, my condolences. <laughs> yeah, and for and and for the folks listening all over this great land of ours, uh, just vote with your heart and vote conservative. Yes. Uh, hey, have a great have. He really means it. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Bye, Cadiz. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com. 
It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>